0: A1 Custom Car Care All of your car care needs Maybe it's a big need. It's a small need. It's a need in between. Whatever it is, free area location for, gosh, going on 12, 13 years I've been taking my vehicles and recommending others do the same, too. A1 Custom Car Care. Their location info under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. The slow but necessary breakup has become a little more prevalent between Republican, at least leadership, and the Chamber of Commerce. And listen, relationships change over time. People go their different directions. And the Chamber of Commerce has put a lot of effort into helping make sure that, at times, Democrats remained in power and and the the last... Two years in which Democrats retained power and did some very damaging things to this country and to small businesses. They had the help of the Chamber of Commerce, and and you got McCarthy and Scalise uh, through their spokespersons now noting, listen, they're just not even. There's no point in meeting with them any longer. Their their values do not align with the 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 party with the House Republicans, and so there's just really no point in meeting with them. In addition to that, according to CNBC, House Republicans may investigate the chamber and have begun drafting questions to ask regarding its stance on the Biden administration's push for environmental regulations in the name of climate change. CNBC reporting McCarthy's refusal to meet with the chamber is the latest strike in an ongoing feud between some House Republican members and the Chamber of Commerce. The Intercept reported that House Republicans plan to investigate the chamber as GOP lawmakers take on anyone who supports Joe Biden's push for more environmental, social and governance regulations known as ESG. The Daily Caller reported that the chamber plans to sue the Securities and Exchange Commission if it goes forward with a climate change-related disclosure rule. But many uh, report that the chamber does – this is the aggravation expressed by a lot of Republicans that the chamber does a lot of things for show on the surface that they can utilize to portray themselves as being pro-business. But then when push comes to shove and when it really matters, they're not there. The CNBC report continued, Republican House lawmakers are drafting questions to send the chamber in the coming weeks, asking about its stance on ESG issues, as well as questioning some of the chamber's own conduct, including the reportedly allowing former chamber CEO Thomas Donahue use the trade group's corporate jet for personal trips. According to lawmakers and advisors aiming to probe the organization, these people declined to be named in order to speak freely about private discussions. Kevin McCarthy told Breitbart News in January of last year that the U.S. Chamber of Commerce would no longer be welcomed in the Republican Party if it continued to endorse Democrats and back big business at the expense of Americans. Quote, the chamber left the party a long time ago, he said. In the last election, the chamber supported Democrats. The chamber gave a higher score to Democrats who are voting for this policy because they signed some letter, then voted the opposite of what the letter said, then Kevin Brady, who is chair of Ways and Means, and brought us the tax cuts. I just assume they have as much influence in the future as they do now. None, he added, are responsibilities to the American public. That is who's going to drive it. If special interests are the American public, then they'll have a say, but it's the American public we're going to. The chamber also backed several Democrats over Republicans during the 2020 congressional elections, working to preserve the Democrat majority. Quote, had Republicans flipped just a handful of more seats, they flipped a net 15 from Democrats in 2020. They would have had the majority instead of the Democrats right now. This is what McCarthy noted last year. The chamber which endorsed 23 House Democrats in 2020 may have made the difference in helping keep the Democrats in the majority as some of the members the new business group endorsed survived tight reelection races. Tim Doyle, a spokesman for the Chamber of Commerce, told CNBC that the group has no partisan leaning and endorsed policies in line with the Republicans, claiming the Chamber's priorities include lower taxes, reduced spending, fighting over-regulation, and numerous other issues. And we are aligned with House Republicans on many of the issues that are important to American businesses of all sizes. We do disagree with those who believe the Chamber should become a single-party partisan organization, and we recognize the difference or that difference has created some tension we will continue however to do what we have done for over 110 years and that is advise the free market priorities of the american business community the democrat party in no way shape or form is free market and there are some big government republicans that aren't either and it's fine to have sort of this virtue signaling of well we're not here to be partisan and support one party but if you claim you are for free market priorities you claim that you are for lower taxes you claim you are for less regulations for businesses but then you vote for people and funnel money to people who are against the opposite you're dishonest it's the difference between walking the walk and talking the talk and it it, it's it's long past due but definitely better late than never that the Republicans are standing up to some degree and calling it as it is. Jason Ryma with the latest news.
1: A body was found Monday in the median of I-44 in Springfield. The highway patrol is investigating that body was found near the West Bypass exit around 1130. Several groups desperately trying to stop an execution tonight in Missouri. Missouri is planning a lethal injection for Raheem Taylor for the murders of his girlfriend and her three young children. Their bodies found in December 2004, one week after Taylor flew to California. The medical examiner first said the victims died shortly before they were found, but at trial testified it could have been much earlier. To the Midwest Innocence Project, to the NAACP, and several religious groups, that spells reasonable doubt. They are pleading for a stay of execution. Taylor's attorney asking the U.S. Supreme Court to intervene. The state Supreme Court and Missouri's Governor Mike Parsons both declined to. Jack Callahan, Fox News. A man from Mansfield is charged in Douglas County after hitting a young girl with his car. 39-year-old Joseph Ferris is charged with driving while intoxicated and abuse or neglect of a child. A convicted drug dealer has been arrested after leading authorities on a high-speed chase in Laclede County, 41-year-old Scott Bonner was out on parole on drug trafficking charges. He was arrested after he crashed his car in Lebanon. Authorities say they found meth and heroin inside. And the Arena League says Springfield is one of the finalists for a new arena football team. The league plans to have four to eight teams playing in the Midwest. You can vote for those teams at KTTS.com. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041.
0: First alert forecast it is going to be a cloudy day with a 50% chance for rain, high of 48. Rain tonight, 44 low. Rain, windy tomorrow, 49. Then mostly sunny on Thursday with a high of 51. The, the knives are out. It, it's becoming more and more apparent that there is a deliberate effort to get Kamala Harris out of any equation possible. They just, talking about Democrats, want her gone. And increasingly, there have been all of these stories that leak out about what a nightmare she is to work for, about what a disappointment she is to Democrats, about how she's had, you know, over two years now to get her stride and she's failed to do so. And now there are certain names in particular, uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton reportedly voiced concerns about Kamala Harris. So th- th- there there could be a couple of reasons that this is occurring because you you try to read okay what, how does this fit in what what is the equation here uh is this to benefit biden or is this to harm biden or is this with the is this a chess game we're going to get rid of biden Well, that leaves Kamala in the wing, so we've got to get rid of her as well. Coordinated sort of uh, uh, effort here. Uh, All that coming up here in just a couple of moments. American Transmissions, talk at text line 447-KSGF. And don't forget Friday, we have the Friday Road Show at Scramblers, sponsored by Affordable Towing. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on
1: Springfield's Talk 104.1.
2: Thank you, thank you. Well, I would like to read a review for my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Zach wrote, Josh and Landon were phenomenal. They inspected my roof and were honest with their opinions and they even gave great advice. Nothing was forced and no scare tactics were used. They are very knowledgeable. Highly recommend. And I can say the same thing for the Pyramid Roofing Company. Whenever I had the Pyramid Roofing team, come out to my house we had kind of the worst case scenario and we knew that uh, going forward with it and the pyramid roofing team they did a really great job explaining everything to us uh, they didn't try to make us feel like bad homeowners they didn't try to upsell us or scare us uh, they just told us how it was and these were the things that they recommended uh, these are the products that they recommended and they got the job done within just a matter of days so if that's the type of company that you're looking for highly recommend my friends over at the pyramid roofing company now you can find all of their comments Contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab.
0: I want to address a um, uh, one of the texts that came in before we get to the Kamala Harris stuff here. And it regards donations to candidates. And this is a theme that comes up often, and, and every so often it is something I explain my perspective on, which runs counter to what many people oftentimes would think. And so the, the text message says political donations from corporations or PACs should be eliminated with a $100 maximum from individual donors. Uh, would that not cut out a lot of the corruption? Well, the, the short answer to that is no, it would not. And arguably, it would actually increase corruption. Now, creating new restrictions on donations to elected officials and the belief that though I understand it. But the belief that that is going to stop bad people from doing bad things is similar to believing that gun control laws, restricting gun, uh, putting new regulations on guns is going to stop bad people from doing bad things with guns. What happens is good people stop participating in the process while people who don't really worry about rules still participate. Um, the, The... The the money isn't the issue in politics. It's the fact that something's for sale. Government officials have too much to sell, and that is power. They should not have the amount of power that they have. We live in a time in which government can just completely destroy an industry. They can also artificially prop it up. It's one of the, you know, the income tax is one of the forms of taxation that allows for some of the most manipulation possible. You have an industry and they write you checks for all this money. And, you know, and then the elected officials turn around and, oh, we'll give you tax credits, people tax credits if they purchase your product. Now, some people will say, well, that's why you should get the money out. Then they won't do those things. The money will be there, whether it's seen or not, whether it's over the table or under the table. Do we honestly believe that corrupt politicians, again, equate it to gun control laws, that if we have a law in place telling a corrupt politician uh, you can no longer take money from a corporation, that they're no longer going to take money from a corporation? They will. It'll just be illegally. The other downside in limiting donations, if you notice the perspective, is always limiting not how much they can take but how much we can give. So in other words, there's a limit of $2,400 per candidate that a person can write a check for, um, and that doesn't say that the candidate can only raise $1 million per cycle and that's it. It tells us how much we can give. Now, I'll tell you something else. I'm making this relatively short. The greater the restriction on dollars, the greater protection there is for incumbents. When you, if you were to say, for example, corporations cannot make donations and the maximum amount a person can give is $100, what chance do you think A normal citizen who isn't uh, a connected person, independently wealthy, has at taking on an incumbent. Do we really believe that politicians pass campaign finance laws that are going to make it easier to unseat them? Of course not. They're not going to pass any restriction on campaign donations that are gonna make it more difficult for them to run for reelection. Any one of those laws it put it helps them. They have the unlimited resources of going on television, of sending out taxpayer updates, which is perfectly legal and, and I get that. I mean there I don't have a problem with elected officials, you know, uh it being quote paid for by us for them to communicate here are the things that I'm doing. Some may argue with that, but that that's not where, you know, my beef is. Um, you know, how else are we really supposed to know? And in the electronic age, you know, things are differently. But that aside... If you are an elected official and you want to do a ribbon cutting somewhere, you're an elected official and you want to get invited to some event. I mean, you have built in support. And the more restrictions we put on the amount of money that people can donate and, and that people can you know, provide, to, you just forget about the newcomers running. I mean, it's just it's all going to be incumbents. Um, but I'm telling you, ultimately, it isn't w- the money; it's what is for sale. That's the problem. Just like uh, the problem with drugs isn't the fact that it costs money; it's that the you know it's what the people who are spending the money buy. Look at Hunter Biden. Is the problem with Hunter Biden art? And that you can spend as much money as you want on art? No, it's what he's selling, and that's access. And it's the same with, with um, uh, dollars and donations, whether it's a corporation or um, uh, an individual. And when it does come to corporations oftentimes, you know, sometimes it's defensive spending. We think that these corporations, we always think of them, we view it through the lens of evil because that's how they're generally portrayed uh, in the media – and that is that they're trying to buy favors. Many times they're just, it's not different than paying the mafia. You're paying protection. You know that they can destroy you. You know that that with some new regulation or some new legislation or canceling some sort of contract, they can put you and the hundreds or perhaps thousands of people employees out of business, out on the street, and you're desperate not to have the full force of the government come down and do that. I mean, look at what Biden did with the Keystone Pipeline, for example. Look at all of those people that lost their jobs just with the stroke of a pen. I mean, he did that on day one. All those people's lives turned upside down. So oftentimes you do have these industries, and the, and that's why you see that they write checks to everybody, write them to Democrats and Republicans. They're buying protection. The money's not the problem. It's what they're buying, the existence of what they're buying. Our government has too much power. And that's the root of the problem. Springfield's Talk 1041, i I'm
1: Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live. Or catch what you missed on KSGF mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041.
0: i I want a great home loan dot com. It's a great resource. Bookmark it. Keep it. Don't forget it. Of course, there is always Nick's endorsement page at KSGF.com. dot com. Any sort of questions you may have in the interest rate situation, you know, saying interest rates, maybe that, you know, they go up, they go down. And now we're talking about home prices. Some are saying, oh, they're going to go down drastically. You see these headlines. Uh, the one person who predicted the housing crisis so many years ago now says this and then you click on it and he says that home prices are going to go down by 15 percent whatever just don't believe any of that stuff i'm not saying that it isn't true but i'm just saying that every person's situation is going to be a bit different and oftentimes you know it's clickbait even news outlets do clickbait they want you to click. What did the one guy say? I must know this. He was right before. That must mean he's never wrong. And so you click on it. and You think, well, maybe I'll wait. Just talk with Don Carricker and his team, Alex and Anthony Carricker. Any questions you may have about should I should I be buying a home right now? Should I be buying a home for investment or a duplex? I want a great home loan. Dot com because you do. The target is on Kamala Harris. Democrats, by all appearances here, want her just off the landscape, want her gone. Just the news reporting that former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has reportedly voiced concerns that Vice President Kamala Harris doesn't have what it takes to win a party primary. Well, she never even made it to the first contest last time around, and of course she said it's because in the their Democrat primary system that Democrat voters are racist and misogynistic, and, and that's why it was she had to drop out. So it's not necessarily the most brilliant observation coming from Hillary Clinton, uh, given that she couldn't even make it to Iowa. That that being Kamala Harris, the New York Times cited anonymous Democrats plural, who had conversed with Hillary Clinton, recalling her private opinions that Harris could not navigate a primary contest. A spokesperson for Clinton told the outlet that the pair enjoyed a close relationship and that the former first lady was supportive of the vice president. Harris currently has an overall favorability rating of only 38%, uh, 51.8% disapprove of her performance. There could be a number of reasons for this. It is perhaps noteworthy that the criticism of Kamala Harris is about navigating the primary process what does this mean is this prepping for biden not running for reelection or is this is this prepping for Biden is going to run for re-election but he needs to drop Kamala Harris because she is not going to be the answer 4 years from now if Biden does happen to win a second term. More there's more in this with the New York Times piece and criticisms of of Kamala but one thing is clear. They want they want her gone. They don't want that in the equation because that is a question that keeps coming up will it be kamala if if biden runs for re-election will he have her run on the ticket again if he doesn't run is she gonna be the one who runs for you know what's gonna happen they they don't want that to be a discussion point any longer here's a traffic update you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 there are certain improvements you can make to your home that you can try yourself, and if it doesn't work out, then hiring somebody else isn't going to be the most, you know, the biggest deal in the world. It's not the most difficult thing to undo. But then there are certain projects you do not want to hire cheap. You just don't. If you're going to spend any money at all, you're going to be spending good money but spending good money and then a little more to get it done right is very 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 important and when it comes to your garage when it comes to what many of you've seen the just the beautiful um high-end looking epoxy flooring with all the little flakes in it and everything. You you think of it as a showroom floor uh, for somebody that has, you know, a bunch of uh, you know, real expensive old cars or something. Uh, but then you see, well, I can do it myself. I saw a kid at the local store or, oh, I know a, a guy who does that. He he does a lot of things, and that happens to be the one thing, uh, one of the the many things that he does. Garage experts, this is what they do, and I'm telling you, if you're thinking about it, having it done, don't try to find the cheapest out there. And if you want it done right, don't try to do it yourself. Garage Experts, under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. You can go to uh, my Facebook page, one zero four one Nick Reed, and see uh, the transformation they did. In fact, I just uh, posted, because it's been almost a year, I was looking at photos and and uh, posted some of the photos of uh, the job that they did, not with the customized storage, but the the flooring itself. You can see those on my Facebook page, 1041 Nick Reed. Mostly cloudy today with a 50% chance of rain, high of 48. Rain, 44 low tonight. Rain, 49 tomorrow, mostly sunny Thursday with a high of 51. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton voicing concerns Vice President Kamala Harris does not have the necessary political acumen to win a party primary. Uh, There's a Fox News piece. Democrats admit they've lost hope in Kamala Harris. Quote, can't think of one thing she's done. Democrats leaking their disdain for Vice President Kamala Harris to the press with a few political bigwigs arguing openly that Harris is a major liability. In 2024, New York Times headline in an article yesterday, Harris struggling to define her vice presidency, even her allies are tired of waiting. Well, for Pete's sakes, we're into the third year of it. How much time does the woman need? Listen, I understand. To a degree, there's going to be a learning curve. But there are certain leadership attributes that if Two and a half years or two years plus going into the job. You ain't there. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. Fox News reporting that's because one of the few issues that some Democrats are in agreement on, whether they're allies of the vice president or not, is that she's a disappointment at best, according to the New York Times. <laughs> it's got to make you, I, As a human being. I'm sure she's earned this. I, but, man, can you imagine? Have you ever had a job where just oh, people openly talk about how bad you are at it? And But imagine now you're the vice president of the United States, and everyone is looking at you, and there are news reports about just how awful you are at your job. That is a gut check that most people will never experience. And if you read the signals that come from such high turnover in her office, one would think that she would have recognized some time ago that there's a problem, but she clearly is in denial. You wonder, however, if it happens on a national stage, is there some self-reflection? Is there some accountability? She has a leftist after all. So the answer, I suppose, is no. These people, nothing is ever their fault. Uh, uh, the world is sexist. It's racist, uh, misogynistic. It's, it's, you know, got she is complaining that Joe Biden has given her too many responsibilities. She has to learn to say no. Um, so there, there is no self-reflection here. According to the New York Times, the painful reality for Ms. Harris is that in private conversations over the last few months, dozens of Democrats in the White House on Capitol Hill and around the nation, including some who helped put her on the party's 2020 ticket, said she had not risen to the challenge of proving herself as a future leader of the party, much less the country. Even some Democrats who were supposed to be supporters of Harris confided privately that they've lost hope in her. Democratic fundraiser John Morgan was one of the few voices to speak out on the record against Harris, arguing that her weakness as vice president will be one of the most hard-hitting arguments against Biden. Man, that's how you know you're real bad. You, you look at all of the, 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 the wake behind Biden, the disasters, and people see you as—not Afghanistan— Think about that in comparison for a moment. You have mega donors of your party that say, oh, of all the arguments against Biden, it's not going to be the border. Not inflation. Not Afghanistan. No, no. Kamala Harris is worse than any of those things. Morgan, the fundraiser, notes. The argument only becomes stronger because of the president's age. It doesn't take a genius to say, look, with his age, we have to really think about this. The Democrat fundraiser also took aim at Harris's record of achievement as vice president, saying, I can't think of one thing she's done except stay out of the way and stand behind him at certain ceremonies. Multiple polls reflect unpopularity and so forth, and she's gained a reputation for flubbing speeches and talking like a five-year-old wrote her speeches. Now, some of these things can be overthought. You can overanalyze. You can look at it and say, all right, on one hand, uh, they they fear that, that, you know, okay, Biden is going to run again. We want Biden in there again, but, you know, we can't. We can't undo Afghanistan. We can't undo the border. We can't undo inflation. We, all of these things we cannot undo, but we can undo her. We can get somebody on there like Pete Buttigieg, who's also a tremendous failure, but he's got a great label, uh, just like Kamala did, and that's generally what Democrats go for. They don't go for the book and the content of the book, but instead the cover, and you were supposed to judge the book by its cover, and this is oftentimes what you get, Um and and so let's just, you know, get her out of the way so that Biden can get reelected and, and she won't pull him down. Uh, this could be a recognition that, that you know, or there's an attempt to get Biden out of the way that despite his determination publicly that he is going to run for reelection, that there is still going to be an effort to to force him not to do that, to make him. Uh, a candidate that is too weak to be viable. uh, But Kamala is vice president. And so there's sort of this default mechanism in, in the minds of voters that, all right, whomever the vice president is, that's the person who's next in line. And we've got to take that out of the equation. We're tired of people talking about it. So we've got to get the message out there to Democrat voters that we don't like her. Hillary Clinton doesn't like her. Fundraisers don't like her. She's a huge failure. Nobody likes her. She can't do anything that anybody can point to that says it's anything worthwhile. All she is is a drag on the party. So we've we've got to make sure she's not part of the equation. I don't know which it is. It may simply be. The powers that be in the Democrat Party, not necessarily knowing which direction things are going to go. Is Biden going to run again? Is he not going to run again? Are we going to be able to get him out? All they know is that there is not a single equation in which Kamala Harris is anything other than an albatross. And there's not a single equation. There's not a single choose your own adventure outcome. In which Democrats say, Oh, it's a good idea actually to keep Kamala Harris around, so they're trying to eliminate her. Springfield's Talk One O Four One, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the
1: morning on Springfield's Talk One O Four One
0: Couple of Text messages on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. The only thing I can remember about Kamala is the yellow school bus, that two-and-a-half-minute rant she made. Like, seriously, what does she even do? Another saying, good morning, Nick. Regardless of the desire for the next president to be a beacon of social justice, uh, it is no excuse for tokenism. Harris is a result of tokenism. So here's the – such an obvious uh, uh, situation here. With Kamala, and it's almost weird that this seemingly is unexpected territory. Kamala Harris was chosen because of her gender and her race. I mean, Biden said that he was going to pick a woman regardless. And it was it wasn't necessarily a promise, but you had some saying you would better choose a, a woman of color. And so I think we boiled it down. It's like six percent of the population in the United States. So you eliminate ninety four percent of the population, and then okay, of all of the, so you have six percent of the population, but clearly only there's a small portion that is is viable in terms of the public eye, right? Stacey Abrams continued to be a complete joke. They floated a few other names, but they were all nut jobs. And so Kamala Harris was the only other one left. He painted himself into a corner and ended up picking someone because he described what she looked like and said, I'm going to pick a person who looks like this. I'm going to pick a person who has these body parts and this skin color. You think about it. At that particular time, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard clearly was not an option for them, given that they had, or at least Hillary Clinton and others, deemed her a Russian asset. Kamala couldn't even make it to the first primaries, but she you know in terms of failure, she was less a failure than the others. Stacey Abrams, they were still a little bit up in the air about and they kind of you know they wanted to see her in Georgia. and I think they, they recognized that they, they thought that she could have another run at it and win the governorship there. Uh, and and so she ended up you know not being tapped. And I, you know, there just was no other person. Well, when you pick somebody, And their merits are irrelevant to you. When you are picking somebody for a job that does take a certain level of skill set and skill set is irrelevant to you, you should not be surprised whenever they turn out to not be able to do the job. Pete Buttigieg is another example of this. If Pete Buttigieg were a heterosexual, no one would even know his name outside of Indiana, where he was a mayor and not a good one at that. Pete Buttigieg got the job because he is a homosexual. I don't think anyone, ca- what are you going to argue, his resume qualified him for that? He could not even argue why he was qualified to run the Department of Transportation. His only suggestion was that when he was young, he rode a train. I mean, I've flown an airplane, but I'm I'm certainly not – I've ridden in an airplane numerous times, but I'm certainly not qualified to fly one or to be, you know, head of the FAA because I've flown in an – I mean, that's the ludicrous nature of some of these picks that are made. They're made based off of looks, sexual orientation, gender – not about whether or not they're actually qualified. And then Democrats find them. Listen, let's be honest. This is what happens when you pick people and put them in leadership and they have no basis for being there. I suppose you might get lucky every once in a while. You look at the... Older Democrats versus some of the younger, and you know Biden, even though he's a plagiarist and a liar and so forth, he you know he did things as a U.S. senator. Um, it, you know he he managed to be well liked by certain colleagues and so forth, and and you know so he had a resume, if you will. Maybe not an impressive one. Maybe some of it was made up, but he had a resume. But you see these other people, they just pick randomly. Beto O'Rourke is another. Stacey Abrams is an example. These are individuals that just get chosen by Democrats because they either think that they're Kennedy-esque like O'Rourke or because of their skin color or, you know, again, you go down the list of uh, attributes that they find to be uh, somehow virtuous, and, and then they put them in these positions and they just can't figure out how come they don't do the job very well. I mean, imagine any other position. We're going to hire a neurosurgeon, somebody that we have no concept whether they've ever done any neurosurgery uh, or have any medical background, but we're going to pick a black lesbian. That's what we're going to pick. We're going to pick a a male black lesbian, figure that one out. But, you know, hey, it's 2023. And then you put them in there like, we just don't get it. I mean, the first three patients have died on the table. This is very confusing. We're beginning to lose confidence in this person. This is what happens. When you pick people who do not belong in the job, and you pick people based on characteristics such as looks and gender and sexual orientation, they only get you so far. And by the way, do you think that it serves all of the young girls of color in this country well to have Kamala Harris be the leading example to be some sort of role model, really? It's a disservice. Springfield's Talk One O four one, I'm Nick Reed. You're
1: listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk One O four one.
0: I love this story. Springfield and Green County not texting cannabis sales yet. Oh they will. They will. So listen to this. This is KY3. Recreational marijuana sales are open. Oh, I i mean, this is like just a blast for people. And I saw this story about the long waits and people. Some people had to wait an hour in line. It's like, thank God they weren't voting. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> they
2: didn't <laughs> but, have water. Yeah,
0: People have no trouble waiting in line. No, no complaints there. I'll wait 10 hours in line for some legal marijuana. But, you know, voting, God forbid. Yeah. I hope no one starved to death or, or died from thirst. Uh, recreational marijuana sales open for business, they're selling like hotcakes. Or, more accurately, they're selling like legal marijuana. Uh, and for dispensary workers, like... I mean, really, isn't that a weird sort of comparison? I know it's a cliche, but what do you think really is going to sell faster? Legalized marijuana or hotcakes? I think legalized marijuana, then the hotcakes after. That what would about
2: hotcakes with legalized marijuana in them? Oh, yeah. Mm. Like,
0: instead of... Um, Uh, Brownies have pancakes or hotcakes. That that could be. Uh, So this is a part, I just think, and it so sums up. You Think about this. After you pay income taxes, you pay property taxes, you pay all these taxes – And it uh, reads: Let's see. Excited customers, dispensaries around Springfield are projecting sales to break six figures by the end of the week. Right now, anyone who buys from a dispensary has to pay the state tax, the city tax, the county sales tax, which in Springfield comes eight point one percent. Then you have to pay six percent state tax for marijuana. But then there's another three percent tax that cities and counties could be charging, but they aren't right now. They will. I mean, they're just. It's all about figuring out the best marketing to get that tax raise because, um, you've got to put these on the ballot is the thing. And they recognize that people are getting sick and tired of being at. That's always the answer. More money, more money, more money, more money. We've got to get more money. And, um, and so, uh, they, they, they are a little more cautious And deliberate in their approach for such things. So I'm sure it'll eventually come around. Uh, And it'll probably pass because this is one of those instances where a majority of people see it as not affecting me. And it's the old, when they came for the marijuana purchasers, (laughs) I wasn't one of them, you know, so I said nothing. So they'll vote to increase the tax. Now, understand it. list all those taxes. That's on top of the hidden tax you pay. The the people who who sell it, all of the taxes and the regulations. See, you're paying that as well. This is the thing about taxes on businesses. You pay them because do you know where they get the money to pay their taxes? They don't have a printing press. It comes from you. It comes from the cash drawer. So, whenever the city or the state or the county or the federal government or what, or, you know, when you have the property taxes, all of that, you pay that as well. You think about in one transaction how many different ways the government comes after you. And I mean, just 83 ways from Sunday they get you. They get you through the, the, the sellers. And then the, the, the uh, distribution of it to the, the, the store itself. I mean, how how it gets there, whatever business does that delivery, those taxes are passed along to you as well. Whomever's driving it there, the transportation, those taxes, what, I mean, you're paying for the taxes that go on the light, Every everything you pay for. This, incidentally, is the idea behind instead being very transparent and having like a 23% sales tax on everything. Then none of those hidden taxes are there, see. You have no idea. I always knew the key to legalizing marijuana was the recognition by people in government as to how much more money of yours they could take in order to, to, to you know, that, that would do it. And that's, of course, what we've seen. The minute they started, uh, ta- make it legal and tax it, they go, oh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea.